Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you The Seminarians, a dialogue with students from the Pontifical College Josephinum, produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire vocations to the religious life. And now, The Seminarians. Welcome to The Seminarians Show on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. My name is Brian Smith, and I'm a seminarian of the Diocese of Youngstown, and I'm joined today by Jacob Stinnett, a seminarian of the Diocese of Columbus. Let us begin in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord God, your mercy with us is something that is hard to comprehend, and reflecting upon this mercy is a source of great encouragement for us. Help us always to both ask for this mercy, and to rejoice in the ways in which we see it in our lives. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hello, Jacob. Hey. So you and I are preparing to be priests. That's what it means to be a seminarian. Yes. And, of course, one of the ways that people most know priests for is for the celebration of the Mass. And at the beginning of every Mass, right after we um, make the sign of the cross and you know enter into the celebration of the day, mm-hmm. usually the first thing we do is we ask God for his forgiveness and for his mercy. Um. So, we see in the Mass how this is like a foundational part of our relationship with God. Yeah, a starting point almost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, reflecting on mercy could be a very fruitful exercise um, for a Christian. Um, And it so happens that many of the popes and many of the um, teachers of the church have given us some very helpful things about mercy that we can turn to um, and and talk about for this reflection. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the most recent um, documents put out by one of our popes is um, a short document by Pope Francis that came out in 2015, and it's not something that one would initially jump to to look for great teaching or great reflection, at least it didn't to me. Um, it's called Misericordiae Voltus, the, the face of mercy. Right. And it's uh, it's not an encyclical letter or um, an apostolic letter, something the Pope has written to the whole church, right. um, where we would normally turn to see these sorts of teachings like we saw, um, you know, with um, other encyclicals of Francis, um, his Lumen Fidei or Laudato Si or something like that. Um, this one is called A Bowl of Indiction, which is... Um, sort of a fancy way of saying an official document that calls for something. Okay. Um, it calls for the extraordinary jubilee of mercy that we had in 2016. Um, so in this short document, Pope Francis is reflecting on mercy. What is it? What is what is mercy? Um, and how do we experience it, especially in our lives as Christians? Um, what is what does Jesus reveal to us about the mercy of God? And the title there is referring specifically to Jesus Christ, right? The face right, right. 
So mercy. the first sentence reads, Jesus Christ is the face of the Father's mercy. So that kind of sets the tone for the rest of the document we're going to be looking at. God's mercy revealed to us through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pope begins um, by saying that, you know, as we see, mercy has a face, um, which means for us as humans, as human persons, it's more relatable. Like we can see it. Uh, it's not just sort of a concept in our mind, something we have to keep reminding ourselves about, but we can look at an image, at a person, mm-hmm. the person of Jesus Christ. And that begins our engagement with this mystery of God's love. The Pope also says that um, this is one of the primary ways in which God has made himself known by showing mercy on fallen humanity. Mm-hmm. And we hear people throughout the Gospels, when they see Jesus coming by, um, they'll call out to him. And one of the things that they're often requesting is, like, have mercy on me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we think back to that that short prayer many of us learned as children, the Jesus prayer. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, Son of God and Savior of the world, have mercy on me, a sinner. Um, so that's kind of, as we see with the structure of the Mass, it's one of those starting points of our relationship with God is recognizing the love that he has for us through his mercy. And mercy is, it's related to love, obviously, but it's even more specific. Um, mercy, um, St. Thomas Aquinas defines it uh, as God dispelling the misery of others as if it were his own. So it's it's love that's working to remove evil in our lives or something that's lacking in our lives. So it fills it up with God's love to push away all those things that are making us unhappy or keeping us from living our full vocations as sons and daughters of God. So mercy is a lot like forgiveness, but it's not exactly the same thing, right? Yeah, so forgiveness is a part of mercy. Okay. Um, the Pope, and later on in the in Misericordiae Voltus, um, kind of lists different things that go into living a life of mercy. And he okay. says um, that forgiving is part of that, but also just giving. So we right. forgive the the failings of others, the faults of others, but we're also called to give on top of that. Mm-hmm. So um, to sort of take the initiative of the gifts that we have ourselves and present them for the use of either the whole community or for the use of others for the glory of God. I think that's a, the, the, the idea that comes to mind with that is that, you know, forgiveness is a necessary part of being a Christian, mm-hmm. but really forgiveness is a response to evil. Like we see evil and we forgive someone for the evil they've caused to us. Mm-hmm. But God calls us not to just live a life of responding to evil, but live a life that's like looking towards what is good and even trying to anticipate and do and seek after what is good. Yeah. So there's an element to that in mercy too, which is why it's beyond just forgiveness. Right. So forgiveness is probably one of the primary acts of mercy, but then also giving 
is equally a primary act. He says, the Pope says, it's not merely not judging and not condemning. So sort of the negative aspect of it, which Mm -hmm. is important. Like, we're called not to do that. But then positively, what do we do? We forgive and we give. And that's how, as Christians, we're called to live out um, mercy. He has this beautiful image in Misericordia Voltus of mercy as a bridge, a bridge that connects God and man. Um, he says, and it opens our hearts to the hope of being loved forever despite our sinfulness. Mm-hmm. So it's it's so easy um, for us to get bogged down in our sin and our failings. And that's one of the ways that the devil keeps us in his clutches is by not only leading us into temptation and giving us all the means necessary to sin, but keeping us there, not right. giving us any sort of vision of hope or vision that we are loved. So God's mercy um, is this bridge. It crosses over, crosses that big chasm that we create between ourselves and God when we isolate ourselves from him, when we don't look to hope. It crosses that chasm and begins to break through that darkness, break down those walls, turn us around towards him. So it's it's an act of God. And every time that we're recognizing mercy or we're showing mercy ourselves, it's a response first to God who has shown us this mercy. And there's two two extremes of approaching sin that are being avoided. One, which is just to kind of say there is no sin in my life, which of course we know is also mm-hmm. from the devil. Mm-hmm. But that other extreme you said of just dwelling upon sin and then being led to despair is where mercy especially comes in to help us face sin with hope. Right. Right. By turning turning back to the, the loving embrace of the Father. Um, yeah, that's mercy. Now, um, in the Old Testament, we have a lot of talk about mercy, mm-hmm. correct? Um and the word we use in English isn't always the same expression in the original language. So we're talking about Hebrew here. Correct. Right. Correct. So um, there's two main words that the Hebrew Bible uses for how we translate. the We'll translate them both as mercy. Right. But they're kind of emphasizing different aspects. Um, the first uh, word is hesed. Um which is kind of making a little bit of a comeback in sort of popular Catholic circles <laughs> that might not be as foreign a word as maybe it had been okay. 25 years ago. Um, and in his own encyclical on uh, the mercy of God the Father, Pope John Paul II has one of the longest footnotes I've ever seen. It's over a page long, hmm. um, where he goes into sort of a word study of what Hesed and then the second word mean okay so he sort of pulls out all of the richness all the nuance that the old testament is giving by using this word so he says that hesed means an attitude of goodness of grace and of love so oftentimes um especially reading through the psalms or um in reflections on god's covenant with the uh, people of israel we'll see sometimes this will be translated as steadfast love. So there's an idea of it lasting. Right. That you say an attitude, meaning like 
it's just a disposition that God has, or it's mm-hmm. a steadfast love, meaning it is enduring. Right, right. So it's, like I said, it's often associated with the covenants that God makes with his people through mm-hmm. Noah, through Abraham, um, through Moses, through David. Where he remains faithful, even right. though the people don't. Right. So there's there's that constant reminder, turn back to the covenant, because God hasn't abandoned it mm-hmm. because of his hesed, his steadfast love, his mercy. You're listening to The Seminarian's Show on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. My name is Brian Smith, and I'm joined by Jacob Stinnett. And today we're talking about God's mercy. And Jacob was just telling us about one of the two main ways that mercy is talked about in the Old Testament. Um, We just spoke of hesed, this idea that God's love is lasting, that his faithfulness to his covenant um, continues despite the fact that human beings don't keep up their side of the bargain. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. God will never go back on his word. Um, So the second word that we have in the Old Testament for mercy is rahamim. Um, That's fun. Yeah. It's it's a great word. The imagery behind it is so beautiful. Um, It's talking about the tender love of a mother. Um. So that that sort of really intimate relationship that um, a mother and her child share, the one of the root words, one of the root Hebrew words that, from which we get rehamim, mm-hmm. is um, rehem, mm-hmm. which actually just means a womb, a, womb. a mother's womb. Wow. Um, so that that close bond that's created from a, a a child growing in his or her mother's womb is what's being invoked when they talk about Rehamim as mercy. So here we have an idea that's very personal and something that really just goes down to the essence of God, if we could say that. you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's, um, you can view Hesed, this covenantal steadfast love, as looking more on the um, masculine side of God's mercy. Okay. Because Rehamim is, it's the tender feminine side mm-hmm. of God's mercy sort of cutting through any other relationship, going straight to um, that love of a mother. And the idea that th- this word comes from the word for womb also helps us see how mercy leads us to life mm-hmm. and gives us a renewal of you know all those things that we need yeah, to absolutely. live out the gospel. Yeah, and a place of, of protection, too. That, too. When mm-hmm. we're in the embrace of God where we're supposed to be. We're protected. So, um, moving on with what more the Pope, Pope Francis, wants to bring out, um, especially with Old Testament imagery. Um, mm-hmm. One of the the things that he, I think he's trying to do through this, um, this letter is show sort of the build-up to Jesus Christ, um, that God, that, that mercy isn't something new okay, that right. we have in Jesus. Um, it's something that has been part of God's relationship with his people from the beginning. So we see it throughout all of the, the covenants in the Old Testament, throughout the journey of the people of Israel. Right. And in Jesus Christ, we find some sort of fullness. Right. Right. We see the fullness of mercy. Um, it's now a personal relationship. Yeah. Right. Um, 
And there's one other instance that the Pope highlights um, of mercy in the Old Testament. Um, it comes from the Psalms. Okay. So Psalm 136, it's kind of unique. Um, mm. There are many Psalms that talk about the history of Israel and God's working in yep. that history, very concrete ways. Um, so it, it's not sort of just theological reflection on mercy. It's God did this. Right. He rescued us from the hands of the Egyptians. Mm-hmm. He created the world, all these other merciful acts of God. Um, but 136 is unique because of the way it's structured. So it's in line line verse, like all the other Psalms, mm-hmm. um, but every other line is the same. Mm, right. Um, there's some sort of invocation to God, and it always says, for his mercy endures forever. So it's kind of like a litany. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have litany of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and with everything we say, pray for us, pray for us, pray for us. So right. this one is, for his mercy endures forever. Um, and just looking through some of the invocations... It starts off just, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Um, But then it goes into um, these sort of concrete ways. Um, He starts off, the the psalmist starts off with some reflections even just on creation. mm -hmm. He made the earth, the lights of the sky, the sun, the moon, the stars. Because of his mercy, he did these things. Right, right. The love that he has for for creation. Mm-hmm. And then it gets into um, more historical particular things. He says, um, for he brought Israel out from oppression in Egypt mm-hmm. um, with strong hand and outstretched arm. He divided the Red Sea that Israel might pass through it. Um, and he he slew the, the kings of the Amorites and the king of Bashan, um, which were... Uh, Canaanite kingdoms that were in the way of the people going to the promised land. Mm -hmm. So he opened up the promised land for Israel. That's right. Um, And it ends, he gives food to all living things. Mm -hmm. Oh, give thanks to the God of heaven for his mercy endures forever. So all of these... It's a very reflective song. Yeah, yeah. It takes you through um, the history of the people of Israel and at the same time keeps pointing back to this mercy of God. And here we're talking about especially that first word that you explained to us, right? Mm -hmm. That's the word we have here in this psalm. Right. So it's that covenantal mercy, that hesed Mm -hmm. um, that the psalmist is is pointing out here. Um, And because we keep saying it over and over, Pope Francis reflects that it's, it's almost bringing this historical mercy through time and space to us today. It's not just a thing of history. It's not just stuff that God has done. Mm -hmm. It's also stuff that God is doing today in our own lives. So it encourages us to look around us, to reflect on the many different ways in which we experience God's mercy in our daily lives. Maybe it's not quite as dramatic as the parting of the Red Sea or, or, um, you know, slaying the kings of the Amorites and, and of Bashan. But it's um, personal for us, just right. like it was for the people of Israel. Like right. God not only creates the whole universe, but he also shows love for us individually mm-hmm. and for our families. Precisely. I've, on a few occasions, 
um, in confession, had the priest say to me at the end of confession, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, which is basically an invitation for me to respond for his mercy endures forever. forever. Um, And then continue to reflect on this mercy in my life and really just do what you just said, reflect on how in the forgiveness that he's just given me in the sacrament, um, he is working his mercy in my life and in the life of those relationships that I, you know, might have damaged through my sins. He's working his mercy there to to heal them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To create that bridge. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep. St. Thomas Aquinas, um, in his reflections on the mercy of God, says that the the single greatest act of God um, was not creation, was not, um, you know, the exodus from Egypt, Mm. but is the justification of the sinner taking what's already been created and turning that sinful man around towards him completely doing sort of a 180 on Mm -hmm. our looking at the face of god um, is the greatest act of god the greatest um, example and the greatest experience that we have of his mercy it's like you said in in the sacrament of confession having that um verse from Psalm 136 is so appropriate Mm -hmm. um, because um, it's that same mercy that we see in the Old Testament that we see in the New Testament that we're experiencing right then and there. His mercy endures forever. Um, And that forever continues into the future too. So we know if we do fall again, often when we do fall again, Mm -hmm. um, that mercy is still there. We can go back to it. We're being called back to it really um, by God the Father always um, ready to accept us, running out to meet us like the the father in the parable of the prodigal son. So now um, the Pope turns specifically to the person of Jesus Christ. How is it that Jesus is the face of mercy? He highlights um, many different episodes in the Gospels of Christ forgiving sins Um, healing the sick or the disabled, um, feeding the hungry crowd. We see the feeding of the 5,000 and of the 4,000. That's certainly an act of mercy. I know their their stomachs felt Mm -hmm. that mercy. Um, And he says also teaching about the kingdom of God, preparing people for this great breakthrough of God's presence into the world. Um, But principally, the greatest that we see is in the Paschal Mystery, the passion, death, resurrection, and ascension of Christ, um, restoring mankind's relationship with God and opening up the gates of heaven, both so we can enter and so God's mercy can flow out from it Mm -hmm. um, all the more through, through grace. We, we say sometimes, I believe it's in one of the Psalms that God's mercy goes before us, which Mm -hmm. is, just another way to continue reflecting on how his mercy is not just forgiveness, but also preparing the way for us to, you know, do good. Um, you know, you see it in some of those things you mentioned, the feeding of the hungry crowds. He's just responding to a need that the people have, giving them the nourishment, teaching, mm-hmm. so forming people to know him and to be able to share him with others. Um, I, don't know, I just really appreciate that idea of thinking of his mercy going before me. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, it's, it's beautiful. A, a beautiful reflection on it because it's not something that we um, get only because we ask for it, right? It's something no, that's offered to us mm-hmm. even before we know we need it, mm-hmm. uh, which means it's always there to turn to when we do realize that we need it. And finally, um, Pope Francis uh, turns to what this this um, act of mercy by God then calls the rest of us to do as Christians who are aware of receiving this mercy. Okay, what are we what are we going to do now? Um, he says that being merciful first comes from our baptism because that's our first encounter with Christ, who is the face of mercy. Uh, we are. Our sins are washed away. We're made um, true children of God. So then we're called to show mercy precisely because mercy was first shown to us. Um, and so he gives different examples of, of what we can do as Christians to be on this mission of mercy, to spread God's merciful love to the world. He says, first, we should meditate on scripture because that's our first place where we're going to encounter God's mercy as it's as part of our own history. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where we meet the face of Christ, um, the face of mercy, and it's going to draw us into the mystery of God's action in the world. And we begin to make it our own by reflecting on it frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, he mentions the spiritual and corporal works of mercy um, and of course, the sacrament of reconciliation. Um, he gives this great um, exhortation to um, all the priests who hear confessions. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that confessors are part of the constancy of God's love and that they're to be faithful servants of God's mercy. So anyone, when he walks into the confessional, should be scared of the priest or of the priest's judgment. Right. We're not going in there for judgment. We're going in there mercy right a helpful reflection not just for that year of mercy that the pope instituted but for all time right that's true for all the time his mercy endures forever Mm -hmm. so um we'll end with this last quotation from misericordiae voltus um kind of calling us forward as a whole church to be witnesses of mercy the pope says the church's very credibility is seen in how she shows mercy and how she has compassionate love for the world. Well, let's pray that you and I can embody that along with all those who have been able to join us today. Yes. Um, And let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We commend these petitions to our Blessed Mother as we say, Hail Mary, full full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray Pray for for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Seminarians is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of The Seminarians and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com.